This is Javier Reyes with Animals as Leaders, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Hey, what's up? This is Nicky Mitchell of New Year's Day, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Episode 411 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 411, we're going to be profiling a band that's going to be rolling into Pittsburgh on the 9th here of May in just actually a few days. Uh, the band is New Year's Day. Uh, they've been around for a while, have been gaining a lot of momentum over the years. It's kind of fun to watch their career uh, evolve. Uh, we're joined by guitarist Nikki Misery. Uh, we're going to talk about their show. They're coming in with Falling in Reverse, a couple other bands on the show. Talk about their new album, Unbreakable. And uh, let's get into that interview. We're going to play you a little bit of their latest single, Shut Up. We'll talk to Nikki Misery. Twisted and dirty. Think that you know me. That you control me. Have you figured it out? Boy, I'm not breaking. Better get praying. You need the saving to keep it devout. Silence. Don't try and tell me what a girl wants. Just shut up and give it to me. You got the picture painted over. No, I won't be your masterpiece. Don't feed me. 
my pleasure to welcome Darren City Rocks. We have on the line Nikki Misery. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm just living dreams out here in New Jersey right now. How are you? Not, not bad at all. You're going to be rolling into Pittsburgh on uh, Thursday the 9th, uh, just actually less than a week now, uh, on the tour with uh, Falling in Reverse. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that tour is going so far? Yeah, dude, so far the tour is awesome. The the kids are super excited. And it's really cool because, like, uh, a lot of them still don't know who we are, and mm-hmm. I love that. Because I always have this, not as violent as it sounds, but uh, I always have this this kind of like this mental attitude when I'm, when I'm about to play the show. It's like it's the same as if I'm going into a fight. Right. And in a sense, like, I'm going to fight to get these people's attention. I'm going to fight to keep these people's attention. And uh, whether these people end up liking us, hating us, whatever, they sure as hell ain't going to forget us. Yeah, and that, that's a great analogy. I think, you know, a lot of, you know, you'll see a lot of bands as they're kind of, you know, showing the behind-the-scenes videos, walking to the ring, kind of sparring on the way up. Because uh, I imagine it's got to be a lot of the same feeling of, of adrenaline, you know, as you're going out. Especially to an audience who may not be as familiar with you guys as obviously falling in reverse, who've, you know, got a... A pretty large fan base. Are you guys opening the show on this tour? Yes. Yeah, we are. We are openers with the first band on. So just in case we go on, probably about six fifty. No. Just ten minutes before the big, set, the seventh hour. Is that um? You know, do you kind of like you know, that spot because you are getting an audience that's you know kind of fresh in the door? And obviously, people maybe not filed in all the way, but. You know, you're getting them fresh. You know, you're not kind of blended in between. You know, in, in this case, you've got what three bands. Uh, you know, following you. Uh, you know, maybe it gives you guys a little leg up as far as being memorable because you're out there first. Per se, yeah, it's uh, it's always more difficult to be the opening band because, of mm-hmm. course, uh, depending on when they start letting people in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might not get everybody in line, and people may not everybody may see you. Yeah, and in the sense you're kind of like, you're kind of like that cup of coffee in the morning. You got to wake these people up. Right. And a lot of times they come in, they're not ready to rock out yet. But the way Ash just commands the crowd. Yeah. You know, and we're such a high energy mm-hmm. performance and show. I mean, like second day in, I already broke a guitar from like smashing it on the ground. Like, we're <laughs> we're gonna wake you the fuck up. Yeah, and that, that's pretty that's, much. It's, and you better you better get ready to bang that head with us. It's great to you know kind of embrace that challenge. Um, you know, I think another thing you guys have going for you is just the visual aspect. You know, in in looking at pictures of Ben, obviously Ash's hair is is you know it, it, even at this point in your career, sort of somewhat iconic. You can always oh that's the black and red hair, but um, you guys have sort of a, you know a look and a stage persona that you know a lot of bands don't have in, in this era. You know, but you know you guys have sort of a. I don't want to say necessarily Rob Zombie-ish effect, but you know, you're a visual band, and that I think that certainly helps. Exactly, exactly, and we like to keep it evolving and moving, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, and that's one of the that's one of the things too. It's like you know, I grew up, you know, just idolizing you know bands like you know like David Bowie, Kiss, and Motley Crue. Where mm-hmm. it's like these larger-than-life entities, you know, these people aren't human, you know. And I've always liked that aspect of it. I've yeah. always wanted to keep that going, and even now, with without like all the makeup, you still want to give something that's like that you can still. Oh, and it almost sense like the Ramones. If you see the Ramones or the Misfits in the room, you yeah. know exactly who's in that band. 
Yeah. You're, you're, I like to keep that, that aesthetic. Yeah, and that's, that's a great point. I mean, there's something to be said for a band where you you look at somebody as almost a character, you know, and, and I mean that in, in the best possible way. You look at, you know, David Bowie. He was obviously a, a, a normal man behind the scenes, but, you know, there was this iconic image and costumes and aura about him that I think makes you know, yeah. make somebody more appealing in some respects. So it's great to have that mindset as opposed to, you know, we're five guys from Kansas and, you know, it, it just get up in our street clothes. I mean, not that that can't work. It's, you know, Pearl Jam <laughs> managed to make a hell of a career out of that. But, you know, <laughs> they did. but there are a lot of bands out there that, you know, having a visual image and, and a showmanship really intensifies the situation you know and it's great to see that in a band um do you find when you Absolutely. guys have you, you guys have toured with you know in this moment and obviously fallen reverse do you find certain you know artists that you've toured with maybe their fans are a little more receptive or even maybe more hesitant or resistant to you guys have you noticed that well in a sense i don't know about resistance because usually we, we win them over pretty well, although, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes shit happens, not everyone's going to like you. Mm-hmm. But there is definitely a difference, like falling in reverse fans or they're like 18 and under. Yeah. And then when you go like Hail Summer in this moment, you have the adult crowd. Yeah. You know, so it's definitely, it's definitely different. But yeah. um, the adult crowd is sometimes, I want to say, I want to say a little bit harder. Sure. And at the same time, no. Because sometimes the younger ones are, you know, you watch them just like, Hanging up in the front row, just waiting for the one band they wanted to see, or maybe just the one person they wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. That's and a... uh, but the younger crowd does get a little bit more wild because they'll start moshing and crowd surfing. And yeah, it's, you it's... know, the the forty plus crowd does not do that. No, no, not as much. Yeah, and you think about it. I mean, that's that's a really. <laughs> Although great... I would like to see that. Yeah, well, if you get to certain parts of a Slayer show, maybe perhaps. But you know, you bring up yeah. a good a good point <laughs> right. about about age because I think uh, you know as fans get a little bit older, they tend to, you know, they like what they like and maybe are a little more resistant to a band who is new. You know, I, I look at that with uh, yeah, you know, a band like Greta Van Fleet who. You know, in certain demographics, people seem to just hate them. In certain demographics, people cannot get enough, and, and it's a very polarizing thing. Yeah. But it, it does seem to fall right along age lines. Um, you know, so that's it's a great. It does you know, absolutely true. It's an important thing, you know. Cause and and, and pace wise too, because because credit brand fleet. Uh, I can't say the name. Uh, first time I really heard them is we actually played a show with them. Um, I can't remember where I, I think it was like somewhere in New York mm-hmm. like pretty close to Canada and that was the first time I heard him and I thought like I was like dude these guys sound like Zeppelin they're fucking badass like yeah. I mean I love like me I love classic rock and I, I listen to like you know oldies classic mm-hmm. rock like that's my jams when I, when I heard those guys I'm like fuck yes this is awesome and uh, you know but I, I see like a lot of like newer people who don't you know necessarily gravitate to that kind of music who aren't feeling it yeah, I guess it really depends on like I don't know what you're into. Yeah, it it is. It, it's, you know, it's, like, like if you're if, yeah, if, if you're into more like the, the hardcore stuff, I don't think you're gonna be picking up a Greta Van Fleet album. But yeah, it, it's even interesting. But I mean, you, give, you it a, look, give it a listen. You look at a band like um, the Black Veil Brides when they first you know kind of rose to prominence, 
and a lot of people bash them for coming out and looking, ex- you know, very similar to what Motley Crue looked like 30 years prior. And somehow that went from being really, really cool to, yeah. you know, just a horrible thing. But in a way, imitation is the form of flattery. You know, if if bands emulate bands that came before them, uh, everyone did that, you know. Find me someone who, you know, could say that everything that Led Zeppelin ever did was original. That's completely false. You know, they drew from the influences exactly. of music they loved. And, you know, you kind of pay that forward. And you've got to make it your own, obviously. I don't want someone up there just ripping off, um, you know, the band. But, you know, you make it your own and, and you move forward. Because, you know, I, when I listen to Greta Fan Fleet, I, I hear, you know, maybe I'm alone, but equal parts Getty Lee in his voice um, to Robert Plant. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's that makes it kind of yeah, cool. Absolutely. It's like. So, um, can you talk a little bit about yeah. you, you, the Unbreakable album? Um, you know how that's been received. Are you able to kind of fold in some of that material into your set? And, and uh, yeah, yeah. So so far with the Unbreakable album, couldn't be more happier with the uh, the reception we've been getting it, mm-hmm. uh, getting in from it. It's funny because when we when we put out Skeleton, uh, I didn't, I didn't really know how people were going to take that song either, you know. Mm-hmm. And that had such, it was accepted in such an awesome way. I was like, wow, all right, people are ready. And then the, my favorite was when we put out Shut Up. And it was like, oh, you, not everyone, but, you know, you had a couple of comments from a couple of, you know, just a couple of cats just thinking, oh, New Year's Day is a pop band. Now it's like, a pop band? You just heard fucking Skeletons. Mm-hmm. You know, not every song is like this. And it's like, wait, wait, you no, know, yeah, if you just hear this one song, how do you know the entire album is like this? And then Come yeah. For Me drops. We're like, oh, shut up, you know? Yeah, it Tell is. Tell about shut up. But uh, it, it's, it's funny to hear you look, the little keyboard warriors who think who think they know everything with, with one song. Yeah. But um, besides just ignorant shit like that, like I couldn't be more happy with the reception. Mm-hmm. You know, when you put out a new album and, and you're and you're taking these, these musical risks and, and adding your different influences and everything it, it's I don't want to say like it, it's a little nerve wracking but it kind of is at the same time like because at the same time like this is how we live and this is how you know we feed ourselves at the same time but like yeah. we're also doing this for us as much as we're doing it you know for you guys to, to listen to and, and sure. rock out to yeah and so it, it's, it, it's always it's exciting it's nerve wracking it's, it's a gamble but but, I mean, people are digging it. Like, a debut top 20, like, within yeah. hours, it was, like, number one on the rock charts on iTunes. I was like, holy shit. Like, this, I was, like, taking pictures, sending it to my mom. Like, whoa. <laughs> like, come tap it in. Yeah, that's, it's got to be fun. It, it, I, I imagine, you know, at a band, at the stage where you guys are, how much, you know, thought when you're putting those, you know, you're, you're recording the songs, you're writing the songs, um, do you have to then sit and say, okay, what really defines our style? What works with what our audience expects? How? Where can we branch into you know different areas without backlash? Do you, do you guys have those kind of conversations, or do you just okay? These are the best uh, thirteen songs. Yeah, not really so much. I mean, people are gonna say what people are gonna say. You know, mm-hmm. like I said before, they're like you're not gonna please everybody. Sure. And some people are just gonna like whatever you put out, no matter what. Yeah. And. Uh, it's more so what we do is we have well Ash has this vision and this is what we start working on towards it and uh, the best part is like we're all a fan of the music that we play mm-hmm. and we try to bring all of our influences into that at the same time but one thing is, is that we all we 
what's made this writing process a lot better and easier than other ones is that we do what's best for the song just to make a kick-ass song. Mm. Fuck the genres, who cares if it's metal, who cares if it's pop, who cares if it's punk, whatever. We just want a good song. And to me, that's what it really matters. Because as artists, I mean, you're supposed to break these rules and push these boundaries and and forget about what genre is what and what we need to be playing. Let's do something that's our style, that we love, and that kicks ass. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's a great point. You know, you've got to be true to what you want to do. But, you know... You, the, you know, the nature of the question was, you know, obviously you're building a brand. You mentioned it. You, you know, this is what you do as a vocation, you know. So, you know, it takes a certain level of yeah. artist to be able to just make a hard right and make, you know, a country western album, for example. Um, you know, there's, yeah. there, the, you know, the Madonnas in the world and you too can get away with that uh, to a degree, but, you know, it's, it's still, you know, a, a tricky thing I know for a lot of musicians, you know, because you, you, you know, you mentioned loving classic rock and, you know, different types of music, and sometimes, you know, you've got to remember what it is the band sounds like, and that's 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 cool though. Yeah. Um, are you still using Schechter guitars? It's not, we're gonna, it's not like we're going to be. Com- yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, right now, I was playing the, uh, well, the one that sadly the one I just broke was the uh, PT Hybrid, which kind of like a Telecaster body, which mm-hmm. just played amazing. Um, and then I have the uh, the Blackjack ATX seven string. Uh, solo, which has like this very like classic. It looks like a like a black Ace Frehley guitar. Which okay. I don't know if I could just say less Paul bodies, but you know. Yeah. Copyright I can't, Gibson. We'll just blur that part out. <laughs> Copyright Gibson guitar. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Still Schechter. Uh, they're they're family to us. Um, Anthony, who's in uh, Scum Love, who works with Schechter, takes amazing care of us. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't be happier with. Yeah. Schecter as as guitars uh, and as a company, especially yeah. like if if anybody's ever seen me play mm-hmm. on stage and what I do to these guitars, the fact that they can survive through me, yeah, stands the test of time. Yeah, that that's a that's a obviously you know a, a great testament, and I think sometimes with with artists that relationship with the company maybe is as important as the actual piece of wood in your hand you know can they get you the parts you need do they you know work with you on you know the ideas you have and then the modifications and 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 such now on the back end what what do you use for amplification uh amp uh, i'm uh endorsed by orange so i okay. got me a rock reverb and just a, a thick orange cap Great, great. Now, do you bring those on the road, or do you use like a fractal or something like that when you're on the road, or do you actually have? No, no, I, I bring them on the road. Yeah, yeah. We're working on going uh, direct because I, I'm, I'm the only one who's who's on this caveman status now. Yeah. And when something goes wrong, I'm like, well, I'm screwed. Yeah, you've got you somebody run into the local music store to try to find a tube or whatever you need. But yeah, uh, it's the craziest thing too, because like we like in a sense. Like News Day is still like this punk rock band mm-hmm. where we're forever we've been just been plugging and playing. We're starting to catch up with this technology, and they had this this one part of that. And now we have we have this is the first time we've had sound people with us, right? Which just sounds very strange, I know, but like News Day has always been the the very bare minimum with what we've had and doing things ourselves. And the other day, my amp completely went out, and like you know, they're trying to fix it, but you know, I'm not going to stop the show. And I didn't realize they had like these uh, pre-recorded 
tracks that, that you could just go live were like it's exactly what I was playing at, at a live right. show before that's how they do these virtual soundtracks like I'm right. like this technology exists like we're in 2019 I'm sitting here back in, in 1982 like what's yeah. going on yeah that's, it's that, am- that tripped me out like I, I couldn't believe that stuff existed yeah, it's amazing, you know, when, when you when you go to see a band, uh, you know, the amount of technology that's that's involved, you know, it used to be, you know, you sit your Marshall in the corner, you put a microphone kind of near it, you hook it up to the PA system and hope it doesn't squeal and, re, you know, feedback and, you know, now you, yeah. you, you look at the um, the soundboard at a show and it's like, you know, there's probably more technology there than what put the man on the moon, um, you know, between yeah, the lighting exactly. and audio, it, it's insane. But um, you know, I'm always uh, like this Jack White kind of thing. Like I don't know, technology kind of scares me. I just want to plug in, play, and just rock out. And then all the other stuff, like, well, this is actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, I should have paid more attention to this. Yeah, the trick is to you know not get consumed with it, so that you know it detracts from you know the human instrument and interaction. You know, you you know want to go see that band that that you know have a 15 part harmony and only one person singing you know that's when it, it sometimes I think fans yeah, yeah. maybe turn on you but you see that quite a bit you know you know you'll look and you're, you're yeah, you like, nobody's anywhere near the microphone but it sounds like the hallelujah chorus um, that's when I you know yeah. I think people t- tend to get a little uh, ugly on that but uh, but it, it, looking forward so much to seeing you guys when you come in ought to be a great show we'll remind everybody to get there early uh, you know, it's uh, a fantastic venue. Uh, I think you guys have been to Stage AE before, if I'm not mistaken. And I uh, hope you guys uh, have much continued success. We're hope- looking forward to seeing you guys kind of move up the slots. Uh, you know, before you know it, you'll be headlining the place. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's exciting times, man. Exciting times for sure. I'm, I'm always amped up to see what, what happens tomorrow as awesome. I keep my eyes on today, you know. Yeah, exactly. All right, Nikki, I want to thank you so much for doing this. Iron Maiden, live, the legacy of the Beast Tour 2019. Saturday, August 17th, PPG Paints Arena. Their biggest stage show, their greatest songs, your chance to be there. On sale now. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com. Be there to experience the power of Iron Maiden, live. All right, a big thank you to Nikki Misery of New Year's Day for coming on the show, joining us to talk about the show they're going to be doing on the 9th of May at Stage AE. Tickets available uh, for that at the door. You can get those online. Uh, they're going to be opening for Falling in Reverse, so it'll be a great night of high-energy music. And uh, wish those guys all the success. Great to see a young band uh, that gets the idea of putting on a show for the fans uh, and great high-energy music. So check that out. I uh, invite you to check out our website, ironcityrocks.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Um, I believe that's about it. Might have a few others out there we don't even remember at this point. They're all forward slash Iron City Rocks. So I invite you to check those out. Also invite you to check out PGH, uh, the city paper. Uh, it's pghcitypaper.com. Their readers poll for 2019. Uh, we would very much appreciate nomination for best local podcast for the Pittsburgh area. A lot of great shows on there. Uh, but if you go to that website uh, and go under People and Places, you will find Best Local Podcast for one of the uh, choices to be nominated. Uh, just click it, give him an email, 
and um, they're pretty good about not killing you with email and you can always unsubscribe if it's a, if it's a hassle but we appreciate that that helps us get the word out uh, we have very little in the way of advertising budget uh, so word of mouth is really what helps us and that kind of exposure even to be nominated uh, to go into the finals is a big thing for us you know it helps uh, people become aware of us so we really encourage you if you uh, enjoy listening to the show at all to, to take the time to do that and if there's other music podcasts on there to support that um, I think the whole world kind of recognizes Pittsburgh as a uh, a sports town and trust me uh, I love sports love sports absolutely do listen to uh, a lot of sports radio and, and talk myself but I think we uh, really need to build the profile of Pittsburgh as a music city. So hopefully we can help do that. So a vote for Iron City Rocks would be very much appreciated. Until next time, we thank you for listening. You can always drop us an email at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Love to hear from you, and we'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 